Healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by a Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Hello, and welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm your host, Lauren Vargas. We're still very much in the middle of a pandemic as COVID-19 continues to spread around the globe. But the truth is, we just can't stay inside forever. States are already lifting restrictions and businesses are opening back up to the public. So how do we stay safe in this, quote, new normal that we're all figuring out together? Joining us to discuss is Dr. Dan Kwan. He's an emergency physician and medical toxicologist at Valleywise Health and a professor of emergency medicine at the U of A in Phoenix and Creighton University. Dr. Kwan, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Lauren. Good to, see, good to hear you. And see you. We're doing a web call. Oh, yes. Yes. So people are getting very anxious to go outside again, and they are going outside again. I've personally noticed an increase in traffic when I go to the grocery store on the weekends. I'm hearing that camping areas in Arizona and hiking trails are packed. So as a doctor, how do you react to that? Is it too soon? You know, that's a good question. Uh, um, social distancing, no matter what, is is probably a part of our lives and, and probably something that we need to to uh, deal with for the unforeseeable future. You know, uh, is it a, a couple of months? Is it another year? But I think as long as uh, you're out there enjoying yourself, uh, you know, enjoying the great outdoors and observing social distancing as well as good hand hygiene, that's the best we can ask for. Yeah, I mean, your mental health is is important too. And so if people are struggling to be inside for two months um, and getting some sunlight and some fresh air is good for your soul and your mind, then, um, you know, is that a, a good idea? Yes, I think so. Uh, you know, being cooped up for... Uh, it, it's just the same thing as as we would expect uh, in the winter months in, in places with snow. We kind of have the same sort of feeling now with uh, being quarantined. You know, luckily for us, we have the sun. You have the great outdoors. It's a uh, it's a uh, it, we've had beautiful weather. So, yes, I think to, to get out and about is is probably the next best thing right now. So you're a doctor, but you're also a husband and a dad. How are you working with this, with your family? How are you telling your kids to live in this new world? You know, what should people do? Well, I, I think, again, uh, it's just to, to make sure that you, you distance yourself from, from others. Uh, uh, make sure that, you know, you, you do the, the things that we've been telling people to do this whole time is uh, just to, to make sure that to keep yourself safe as well as others safe. You know, it's it's not only keeping yourself safe, but it's also looking to around yourself and making sure that you're able to keep other people uh, uh, safe from you because of the asymptomatic spread. You know, that's why we advocate wearing uh, having people wear masks so they can uh, certainly be around one another. So you said something, you know, you're not sure if it's going to be two more months or two more years. How, how do we know? I mean, is, is this something that's going to change us forever? Will our grandkids be able to go to a concert again? I, it's no, you know, no one knows the answer, but what, what do you think? 
I think uh, eventually we'll be able to to get back into uh, to celebrating and also enjoying crowds like we used to. Uh, it still may be a little bit different, but I think all in all, we'll we'll get back to that that uh, th- that uh, those good old days, so they say, um, to to be able to gather and and celebrate and uh, have a good time in crowds. Will that happen when there's, uh, let's say, like a vaccine, like the like we have a flu vaccine? Is that when you know this change might be pretty noticeable that we can kind of get back to it? I think once um, once we're able to determine or be able to to sort of uh, feel like uh, the 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 virus doesn't have any place else to go, so to speak. In other words, if if people are have already been exposed or there's no one else to infect, that's when when we basically know that it's going to be safer to to really get into crowds and situations like that, because that's how these, uh, these illnesses spread. Um, it's if it spread just like any other illness, if there's no one to infect, then, you know, kind of burns out, so to speak. Does that mean that everyone is going to need to get it at some point to get sick? You know, either it's going to to be that way. Uh, it could be through vaccine. Uh, it it could be just because there's uh, you know everyone has had it. Uh, it's, it's sort of like the the flu. The flu gives you a little bit of immunity once you've had it. The flu shot helps to decrease the severity of illness. Uh, but but you know if you every year let's say if you get a, a certain cold, you may not get that virus again because you have some immunity to it, or, or else maybe if you do get it, it's less severe. And that's the thing with this, with coronavirus or COVID-19, is we don't really know, let's say, if you're exposed again, if you're going to get it, hopefully not. But how long does that immunity last? Does it last a week? Does it last a month? Does it last one year, five years? Uh, at this point, nobody knows. Right. So um, whether we're ready or not, you know, businesses are starting to open back up again. We can't keep the economy shut down forever. So barbershops are open, salons, some restaurants are starting to open up. Would you say it's safe to eat out again? Would you take your family to a restaurant? Oh, yes. I mean, I think uh, uh, I think we're all really wanting to get back out there and enjoy, enjoy going out to dinner and uh, – you know, just being around a crowd is a little bit different than sitting at home uh, on a Zoom phone call or or even a, a video conference. That you know, it's it's just a different feel and a different different atmosphere. And I think a lot of us are are looking forward to to doing that. For those of you just tuning in, we are speaking with emergency physician uh, Dr. Dan Kwan about how to live in this uh, new reality of COVID nineteen. We're talking about. Um, you know, you said you would take your kids and your family to a restaurant. As people do that, is there something that they can kind of arm themselves with to look out for to make sure that restaurant is staying safe? Should the tables be farther apart than they used to be? Are there some cleaning measures that are obvious to, to you know, make sure that are happening before you go there? <laughs> Again, it's a uh, social distancing. So as long as the tables are far enough apart, at least six feet apart, you know, from the uh, from one another, that does help. Um, and also, probably cleanliness is the biggest thing. Is you know, making making sure the tables are are wiped down, the uh, 
plates, maybe the plates don't, you know, before we used to have the uh, glasses, water glasses and plates on the table. Those are probably going to go away and you'll, you'll be served on, on a, on, on a plate rather than having someone come out. Maybe buffets will even be a little bit different these days. You know, I think, I think, uh, probably the industry has thought about various ways to do this. Um, and, and certainly, um, I, I think that as time goes, we'll see what sort of uh, ways they, they're they're adapting to this. Maybe less self serve even than um, than we used to. You know, we're, we're we're used to going up and getting as much ice cream out of the machine as we used to, or or uh, or how much soda. You know, like the soda machines may may uh, may not be accessible to us anymore. I think it just depends on on the restaurant and and how comfortable people feel. Yeah, it's going to take some time for sure. We're all, you know, this is new for all of us. We're all figuring it out. So how about barbershops? Um, we, I mean, that's a very close encounter that you have with the other person. Obviously, they're touching your hair and your head. And so how is that going to work? Everyone's desperate to get a haircut. We've all been, you know, growing it out or just decided to cut our bangs ourselves. So yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I I obviously need a haircut now, and uh, <laughs> I might just let it grow out. But um, you know, it's it's again, it's 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 the sort of thing that that you should uh, uh, after you get a haircut, maybe go home and and take a shower, or wash your hair. Uh, it's the same sort of thing. You can't really put hand sanitizer on your head. You could, but that's kind of weird. Uh, but <laughs> but certainly, you know, going home and taking a shower, shampooing. Just uh, just afterwards is is the best measure you could do. Okay. And maybe wear. A, I, I think both parties really should wear masks. You know, um, and maybe you are less than six feet apart. Correct. And uh, it, it, would it would it be? Now you have to look at it from the other side too. You know, we're the customer, but how about the person cutting the hair? They are exposed to what, 20, 30 people a day? So how are they going to keep themselves safe? Are they going to wear gloves in between clients? Are they going to wear masks and, and maybe a head bonnet and change those, you know, between every client? So, you know, I think we often think about ourselves in those situations, but we also have to think about the other person on the other side is to make sure that we keep them safe too. Absolutely. That's a very good point. So we've all heard you have to wash your hands, you know, frequently. Um, but there's some other lesser known recommendations that we found online we thought were kind of interesting. So we wanted to run the top 10 past you and get your thoughts. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> so the first one, it says from the CDC, it says, do not put face coverings on children under two or those who cannot remove the mask themselves. That that seems seems uh, uh, fairly straightforward because um, you know having to have to wear these masks all the time it's sometimes it can be a little stifling or even even suffocating uh, the feeling anyway and uh, you know if you put this put this on put a mask on somebody who can't remove them or adjust the mask it it would be torture and also you know for those who who uh, um, can't can't do those sorts of things. Yeah, you know, it certainly can make them feel uncomfortable and, and suffocate them. Yeah, I have a two and a half year old in the house, and I can't imagine her wearing a mask. She's so wiggly and touches everything, and I just don't think it would help. Mm -hmm. Correct. Personally. Yes. 
Okay, number two says wear a mask to unintentionally to prevent unintentionally spreading the disease in case you're asymptomatic and to destigmatize mask wearing in public. I totally agree with that. I think, uh, uh, you know, I think when, when we first started wearing masks or masks were, were starting to become more popular for everybody to wear, it, it was it was just kind of a strange experience, right? Now, all of a sudden, you're starting to see people wear masks uh, back then. And now it's, it's pretty commonplace. I don't think we have the stigma we used to. And even some stores and, and uh, we, of course, that's in the hospital. We, we always wear a mask now, but uh, certainly in, in some stores, you have to, you're required to wear a mask when you go shopping. So I think the stigma of, of uh, wearing a mask is, is definitely going to decrease over time. You know, it's funny. For me, it was actually the opposite. So I'll admit, I went to Sprouts um, last weekend and I didn't um, have a mask on. And I walked in and as soon as I walked in, I noticed I was the only person I could see without a mask. All the workers, all the guests, they all had masks. And, you know, ever since then, every time I go to a store, I'm wearing a mask because I don't want to be the only person not wearing a mask. Yes, I you know sometimes you you feel out of place now because if you don't wear one, you, you certainly say, well, maybe I should be wearing one. So, I think that's the stigmatization of that is is different. I have the opposite experience most of the time when I go to the store. I'm wearing a mask, and most of the people I see aren't. And uh, I have a quick question for you: How do I keep from getting? unnecessarily angry when I see so many people without masks because <laughs> I just want to yell at them, put on a mask. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe on, on the mask that you're wearing, say, put on a mask, uh, you know, write it on front of the mask. <laughs> That's funny. I like it. I like that. I, I think over time, you know, the requirement for, especially as people go back to work, who knows if this is going to be a requirement in the workplace is for people to wear masks, at least uh, in the near future, maybe, maybe on down the road, uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, not, uh, we'll, it will be less likely that we wear those masks, but at least for now, I don't think it's, uh, it's as big a deal as it used to be. For those of you who are just tuning in, um, we are speaking with Dr. Dan Kwan, a district medical group physician at Valley Wise Health. Um, we're going over the top 10 recommendations that we found online and getting his reaction to them. So um, number three is avoid touching the mask while wearing it and do not touch the front of the mask when taking it off. Untie from behind. Seems like a good advice. Yes, absolutely. You know, you want to keep your hands away from your nose and your mouth. Uh, for one thing, if if uh, you think of the mask as a as a uh, a two way device, you know, you're protecting somebody from from your own breath and your own uh, cough and and that sort of thing on the inside. But how about on the outside? You still have other other germs, so to speak, on the outside of the mask. So if you touch the front and then you pull the mask down, touch your face, you are going to essentially contaminate yourself. So the best thing to do is to, to remove the mask from the, the sides or in the back of your head. Number four, only leave the house for essential services. Do not shop or run errands as a source of entertainment. Yes, that's that's so difficult, right? I mean, you, you're cooped up in your house, and you would just want to get out. And uh, you know, I, I would say that that would be something that you know we should all keep in mind is you know go out and get essential things or plan your trip so you limit the number of stops that you have. Uh, but but 
yes, that we should probably all all do that. Number five, don't sort through produce with your bare hands. Purchase produce that you touch whenever possible. So I, I had a little issue with this. Uh, I, I don't know how you would sort produce without your hands. You can't <laughs> use your mouth and you can't use your feet. So I think you would have you would have to use your hands, but just keep in mind that once you once you do use your hands, think of whatever you touch as being contaminated. So you know that's when you don't want to touch your mask, and you know you want to wash your hands before you wash your hands and the produce before you you eat or uh, or prepare it. And uh, you know that's that's the best way you can do it. And I think you still have to use your hands. We're all going to start using these little pinchers from the kitchen to pick out our apples and stuff at the grocery store, Edwin hand style. Um, I want to follow up on that real quick. Is it a thing, because we've always washed our vegetables. I've always, that's just something I've always done. It, do people not wash their vegetables and their produce? I, I didn't realize that was a thing until I've seen people post about it, and it's a little mind-blowing. You know, I, I, I think it depends. I'm, I'm probably not as diligent about it as others, but uh, fruit I always wash because you usually eat the skin. But things like cucumbers, I typically don't. You know, I, I peel the outside because, you know, some of those things you don't, you don't eat the skin. But also keep in mind that if, let's say, let's use a cucumber, for example. If you don't rinse it off and you start peeling it, you're going to contaminate the peeled part of the cucumber also. So you should rinse it off and then peel it. That's probably the best. Yes, yes. Where does it end? Yeah. Okay, number six, regularly check your temperature and monitor yourself for signs of infection, fever, shortness of breath, and coughing. Monitor yourself. That's, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, I think basically if you feel sick, right, uh, you can take your temperature. Uh, I don't know how many people have thermometers at home. Uh, I don't, I don't, you know, if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't have a thermometer at home. Uh, but, but certainly, you know, all those things are, are uh, a, it's a good idea to, to try to keep in check. And, you know, if you do have a fever, cough, those sorts of things, then, you know, you should really wear a mask when you go out. Yeah, just be a little more diligent and pay attention to, you know, your self-care. And, and wash your hands. Wash your hands, yes. Okay, number seven says, don't use disinfectants or soap on produce as you risk ingestion of harmful chemicals. So I, I think disinfectants are probably, you know, there are different types of disinfectants, but but certainly if you, I, I've never sprayed disinfectant on my, on my vegetables or my fruit, and I don't think I'm going to start, and I don't think anybody else should do it. And I, you know, it's, not, it's just not a good idea. I think rinsing, uh, vegetables and fruit are really the best thing. Soap, soap is another one of those things. Uh, I never washed things with uh, uh, food with soap, so I don't think uh, any should anyone should start now. Okay, number eight says plan your visits to the grocery store or other shopping centers. Be efficient by getting what you've planned and limiting impulse purchases or time spent perusing. Wow. Don't isn't that how stores are set up? So you just uh, impulse buy everything, you know the end caps. You know, look at all the gum before you leave. Uh, I think all of those things are are there for you to purchase. So, um, I, I guess the bottom line is they, they just don't want you to 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 hang out and and start looking at everything because 
uh, you know, it, it just risks infecting others. Okay, number nine, continue to choose the checkout option you're most comfortable with. In-person creates a you know, person-to-person interaction, while self-checkout requires you to touch a console. So there's a risk, risk trade-off here. Correct. And, you know, it, it depends on how comfortable you are. If, if uh, let's say, if you're not, you, you don't feel like, uh, you know, you can check your, yourself out quickly in, in, a, in a checkout line, then maybe going, going to the, uh, the, the human checkout would be the best way. And a lot of these places have those barriers, or those uh, plexiglass things now. So you do have a barrier between you and the checker. Um, Self-checkout is nice because you're able to, to just um, check yourself, you know, scan your items and then leave without much human interaction. So I think it depends on, it depends on you and, and how, how comfortable you feel. I mean, I like self-checkout just because I can, I feel like I can, I can do it just as quickly and, and the line isn't as long. But, uh, you know, some people rather have, the, have somebody else do that. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay, last one, number 10. Limit the number of people running an errand. Go alone whenever possible. So don't bring your whole family and extended family to the grocery stores is, is what they're saying. I I do most of the shopping in my household, and I know I can get it done way faster than bringing the kids in. So uh, I would say, yes, in, in order to avoid exposing other people, that would be the way to do it. Yes. I know we restrict the number of people uh, coming into the hospital. I wonder if they're starting to do that at um, other stores too. Like if you did show up with you and your five kids, would what would they do? I don't know. Uh, I, I, I would suppose that they, uh, they would say, get out. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's tough if you're a single mom with five kids, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, it, it potentially could be, be very difficult to uh, – uh, you know, to, to get out to the store. So this was a, a tip that wasn't on the top 10, but I thought it was very interesting and, a, and good advice. It says it's okay to be awkward. So people feel awkward right now, um, you know, with the mask on, or if someone puts out their hand to shake your hand and you don't want to touch their hand, you, you know, it's awkward to say, no, sorry. Um, you know, I think that's that's good advice and something we're all going to need to kind of deal with as we because Americans are touchy feely people. You know, we're huggers and we're handshakers. And so we're all kind of figuring this out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, uh, actually having to to stay at home is probably difficult. I, I haven't had the chance to stay at home like uh, like most people have. Uh, so. You know, being being alone in in your home and, and around your family is is a lot different than being out there uh, with other people. So, you know, it, it certainly could be be challenging. Absolutely. Um, well, we've covered a lot of information today. Um, I love those top ten tips. I think that was really helpful. You uh, have a blog on our website right now. You have a few blogs, actually. Um, I just read the one you had on getting takeout food safely, which was great. So, if um, you're listening and you want more information about all things COVID nineteen, you can check out valleywisehealth.org. Um, are there any major takeaways that you want our listeners um, to know as you know as we get back to our new normal? You know, I think just being aware of your surroundings, being aware that uh, you can spread COVID-19 
as much as uh, you can be infected by it from other people and just being uh, having that awareness to to keep yourself and others safe is the best thing. Absolutely. By the way, if you um, don't have a doctor that you love and you need to make an appointment with a physician, you are more than welcome to call Valleywise Health or book an appointment on our website, valleywisehealth.org. We are doing telehealth visits um, over video or, or by phone and in-person visits if you need to be seen in person. Uh, you can do that by calling 1-833-855-9973, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Dr. Kwan, uh, we really appreciate you taking your time to speak with us today. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. Have a good day. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Via Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash well. There, you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.